Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and does it say recording your end, I? Yeah, we're all good. It says recording. Lovely, jubbly. Yes. Exciting. <laughs> we're here. And it's Friday. Woo. I know. I know. The weekend is here. Although I feel a Friday at the, this moment. You're just like, what does that mean? <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's not really a time off because you're kind of off all the time, but still working. It's just a weird situation right now. I will say that I am delighted to be speaking to Sophie Louise Smith. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sophie is an illustrator and, do you know, I'm not going to go with my usual intro to the podcast in terms of, so, art is a young person. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but actually what I wanted to speak to you about was positivity and the creative community because you kindly reached out to me just saying, like, I love the look of the podcast and what you're doing and, you know, I'd like to get involved in any way, shape or form. And I just... Firstly, yeah. thanks for doing that. And oh, I really admire that. Is that just something that you do often? Like if you see somebody doing something that you like, are you the kind of person that just reaches out to them like you did with me? Yeah, absolutely. I just, I think it's, especially over lockdown, I think that's what's really changed as I got a wee bit more involved on Instagram because there isn't really as much to do in person right now. I think it's just finding communities of people and like smaller accounts and things like that. Just finding people that are on your kind of level and just chatting to them and getting to know someone else and what they do you know what I mean it's just it's I think you can make of it what you want if you want to go out there and find interesting people to chat to or people to have a conversation with it's so easy to do just reaching out so true I mean I found that with the podcast had it not been for like social media I don't think I would have met half the people you know I'm very lucky yeah. in my career to like work with really interesting people and that's where the, the podcast started it actually started as a blog you know, I had to grow and evolve and I did want to meet new people like yourself. And yeah. the only way I've been able to do that really is just make those connections, just send somebody mm-hmm. a message and say, you know, I like the look of what you're doing. 99% of the time people say yes, because yeah. uh-huh. they want that connection. Yeah, that's the thing. I think before I just always thought, oh, that's dead embarrassing. Like, I don't want to pure, I don't want to like creep them out by being like, oh, I really <laughs> like what you're doing. I've had to look at it. But I think it's just getting over that. It's a wee bit of self-consciousness that I think holds everyone back a wee bit you just need to if you like what someone's doing and you send them a message I don't think anyone's going to take that the wrong way you know what I mean it's a compliment no matter what even if they aren't that interested in talking to you you've still said something nice you've not really done anything wrong so true and actually it was funny because I had just discovered you because I had done a podcast with YWCA yeah yeah Uh that was even the link then and then I saw your artwork and I was like oh wow that's amazing and then you sent me a message and I was like geez it was like serendipitous it was all meant to to be it's fate yeah it is well well, that's the thing the the job that I did for them I actually got through applying for something that they posted on Instagram so again it was something that I reached out for yeah and I have two actually I'm going to be doing a webinar for them oh wow amazing congrats it just shows you like you just have to put yourself out there and it's scary and I think sometimes coming from a dance background people think you know that I'm super confident and that yeah but I'm not like there's times when I'm like oh no I can't message them or I know like yeah "Yeah, you can just do it like what's the worst that can happen people just say no it's not for me right now it's not for me thanks very much but but more often than not like we're saying people want that connection want to help you out 
branch out themselves yeah. in terms of what they're doing creatively as well. Uh-huh, exactly. I think especially just with now and how everyone has been a wee bit more isolated, it has become a platform where you can actually branch out and meet people. And, and I think that's the thing as well with my community, like illustrators, graphic designers, that kind of thing. You usually aren't local based to each other. Like you usually yeah. aren't close. So having like being able to form those connections online is really the way that you actually meet people in your industry because it's not really common to come across another illustrator by chance. It's through work or it's through social media. And I guess for you, you must be just having to constantly dream up ways of how to express yourself and how to put yourself out there. And and I guess a lot of what you do, you know, you, the art speaks for itself. You'll put that out into the world and then mm-hmm. you'll, you'll see the, the reaction and things coming back to you but if I was to ask you to put into words mm-hmm. like almost like I can elevator picture your dragon <laughs> yeah. pen picture oh God, okay. <laughs> for Sophie Louise illustrations like what would be your kind of elevator pitch for your artwork I think I've kind of found this out over the past couple of months like how I've been working right now I would describe my work as just a space for positive optimistic work whether that's to do with empowerment or just turning something that's quite mundane into an image that you look at and you're excited by or just like brightens up your day a wee bit that's kind of what I want to create with my work I just want it to be a nice space that people enjoy and it doesn't have to be superficial as being that's a pretty picture there's usually something about like obviously a lot of female empowerment and diversity and that's something that I've tried to work on over these past few months is just how can I use creating a nice image that people want to look at and want to share and actually create a message behind it that's how I describe my work it's happy and colorful positive but there's a substance to it Mm. you know and obviously you said in your message to me about art being more than just a pretty picture yeah completely I think that's so important to think because I I suppose I'm still at uni the now but working on projects while I was at uni over the past couple years has been like how can I make this look nice or what What does the final image look like it was more so the rush to that deadline but now having a bit more time to kind of explore and just being able to create stuff that I want to create that's not necessarily tied to a project deadline or something like that I've been able to create work that means a lot more and I think I kind of found a niche that I like working in and I think that's the thing like it's just not anyone can make something that's nice and pretty like but that only goes so far and I, I think the work that you create yourself, you kind of box, your, box yourself in to the kind of jobs that people will end up paying you for. And I don't really want to end up getting paid for just doing like a nice picture. You know what I mean? I'd much rather get a job oh, where right. someone's like, we're doing something to do with empowerment, something about diversity, something about a subject. Can you create something around this that's so much more interesting than can you use some nice colours and draw this, please? You know what I mean? It's just better. The dedication that it takes to you know, follow your passion, your dream, to go to university to, to, to further your study in art and then to decide that that is a career. There's a lot of time and dedication and sacrifice goes yeah, into yeah. that. So you want the work that you're producing to continue to excite you. The, the reason why you got into it in the first place, anybody that I know that's creative and does it as a job or mm-hmm. puts some amount of weight behind it in terms of, you know, making it their, their lifelong passion then it isn't all about the money and you know just putting stuff out that's almost kind of empty you know it's just like to make to make a bit of dosh it's it's got to be something else and and I feel like exactly the same about dance you know 
not necessarily every single piece of dance is going to be you know groundbreaking and make people think yeah, but yeah. you know I have put a lot of effort and thought and every decision every move that's in whatever dance it is and whatever style um, and you want to inspire people or make them think or take them take them into another space or that yeah. art has the power to do that it has the power to make you think and it has the power to to make you feel better as well yeah completely I really think it does I think it also is what you see what you put into it almost so if someone looks at one of my images and all they see is a pretty picture that's fine because it's it's whatever they want to take from it that's absolutely fine but I know that behind that there's this meaning and if only one other person sees that and kind of relates to it then that's ideal you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I just know that myself I kind of put that focus into it and I just think it's it's far more important to be doing stuff like that like everyone has different talents like you're saying obviously with dance you could just be doing the same like cookie cutter routine (laughs) again and again and yeah it'll do well but you might not feel as fulfilled by it and I kind of think that's how I am as well I don't really want to start because there is some images of mine that do far better than others and I don't want to just keep redoing that yeah because it's just not interesting and that'll maybe work for a couple years but I'm not actually going to have anything fulfilling out of it career-wise so absolutely don't think there's much point and you were talking about being at university so you're at edinburgh college of art is that right yeah yeah i'm there for illustration and over the time that you've been doing your degree do you think you've really been able to develop your style and has your creative process changed over the time basically what has that experience been like thus far yeah it's completely changed what i went to college for a few years before um so i left school a wee bit early Uh, i went to college to do fine art yeah, so I did contemporary fine art for a year, which was fun, but I just didn't really know where to take that. I, I'm not as good with the highly conceptual kind of work. So that was it was interesting. It was a great experimental year. That was fun. Um, and then ended up doing illustration at City of Glasgow um, completely by chance because I applied for different courses. And that was the first one that came back. And I was like, you know what, that sounds fun. We'll just go with that. So it's completely by chance that I ended up that. It could have been interior design could have been graphics ah. it was so it was very it's, it's just weird when you look back at how easily it could have flipped and changed then I ended up going to Edinburgh and I think Edinburgh Uni as an art school is really good especially the illustration course for just kind of letting you experiment and try what you want to try they're very open and the briefs are quite open to an extent where you can just take them wherever you want to take them and they're they're, they're really good, to be honest. I couldn't recommend them more. But I, I like the fact as well that they also have a big focus on narrative and story. So they aren't kind of pushing you towards just making something that's aesthetically pleasing. They want you to try and create something with a meaning behind it. And I think that has pushed me to look at illustration differently. Because if you don't really know much about it, you do just look at something and think, that's just an image to go with this. Yeah. You don't necessarily look into it as deep. But I couldn't recommend them more for that. It's been great. And have there been particular projects that they have given you to do that stand out for you that have been a real highlight for whatever reason? Uh, yeah, they actually they do a lot of stuff where it's research-based because they're quite a big research uni. So um, a lot of the illustration projects that you'll get will have quite an open-ended brief and they'll just tell you to go do the research yourself so you can't really use secondary research. It all focuses on what you've found yourself. Yeah, it's really good to be fair. I did a big project on uh, Charing Cross in Glasgow. Cool. And yeah, it was so much fun. And basically, 
doing all the research is amazing it's a part of this that I didn't think I'd get to do but it's so much fun so basically just researched that whole area and how that motorway slip road kind of completely changed the community setup of that area of Glasgow because I didn't know obviously I knew before that there was something there before the motorway Mm. but I couldn't like I didn't understand it but that was a whole big area of Glasgow that was a big community and it was it's something mad like 50 60,000 people were displaced when this whole area was regenerated and it's just things like that like how would I find that out otherwise you know Uh what I mean but being able to go and research and find out stuff about where I live I love that stuff. I just love working with stuff to do with Glasgow or Scotland as a, in general. It's really, really fun. And I guess a lot of people wouldn't equate what you do in terms of illustration, that, that there would be all that study and research behind a piece of art. But of course there is. There has to be. Yeah, exactly. You need to find something that you actually want to create something about. It needs to be inspired. Otherwise, it's really difficult to just come up with something. I, I, I wish I was one of those people, but I can't just come up with something off the top of my head with no kind of idea before I do a lot of stuff as well with um, mythology and different like fairy tales and stuff like that and I love working with that because it is there's so much culture ingrained in that it's not just the story there's so much to do with history and previous art art history like there's so much involved when you take on a story like that it is the things that no one thinks about but they're the most fun for me and that'll spark the next project do you know what I mean like if you do this amount of research and you know you're excited about the subject matter and then you create something it'll just lead on to the next thing you know there'll be a pocket a wee nugget of some you know gold that you'll find you'll be like oh actually you know I really want to go into that field now I want to discover that I want to do a piece on something very specific or they'll just be inspiring the next piece of work all the time yeah completely there's just always one thing leads into the next and it's just I've noticed like a considerable improvement from my skills before I was very amateur up until like the beginning of this year to be honest it was just when I had the time to like really focus on getting better and I can see as I've got better being able to take on ideas that I had before that I didn't really know what to do with I didn't really know how to create something around them now as I'm getting a bit better at working in illustration I'm able to take these jobs on and do and create concepts around things that before I was kind of like yeah that's a great idea but I don't know what to do with that kind of thing you know what I mean I mean looking at your work I'm like there's nothing amateur about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it was just in my my eyes I was like I don't necessarily like it's more so the process like I wasn't as as confident with working through a brief or working through an illustration process and now that I feel a lot more comfortable with that an idea can quickly turn into a final piece Whereas before it would have been like, oh, this is this is difficult. <laughs> but that's, I guess, that's just like with anything, isn't it? It's just experience yeah. and just doing it and mm-hmm. and falling at the first hurdle and the second hurdle until you just get gain a bit of momentum and realize what works for you and what your challenges are, kind of thing within your your art form. What what would you say is your creative process? Like, are you somebody who's doodling all the time? Are you you know what is your favorite medium how do you work now that I'm I'm taking on a bit more work I am mainly digital but my digital work is influenced by sketching so if I'm doing a final piece it's it's far easier to do something digitally because you can send it off a million different times and do little edits and it's not having to completely restart a piece which I have so much respect for people that do that but I just could not I don't have the patience (laughs) but it's all about just taking things that you'd inspire by like I've said before it's research for me something that I really love so even if it's as small as like a Pinterest mood board sitting looking through Pinterest or Instagram and seeing 
what other people are doing, what color, seeing different landscapes, different photography, and kind of looking at all of that different research as a whole mm. for me is like a really good way of starting to think, right, okay, like what what can I take from that and what how can I make it my own? I think that really helps. Uh, yeah, you'll just, you'll just be taking inspiration from like consciously and unconsciously, I would imagine yeah, as well. Completely, completely. Like it's it's that's more of a way of me looking and sitting thinking, right, okay, what should I what can I be inspired by? Like what kind of things could I bring into this? But yeah, when you go along your everyday you see little things and just little things spark an idea and you think, oh, that's quite cool. I'd maybe like to involve that. And it's even if it's like a note and a sketchbook or if it's even just a quote from somewhere, sometimes just a little, I really love working with text. So if there is like a little poem or if there is a line that I think sounds really interesting, that can sometimes lead to an idea for an illustration. But I think the main thing is just being open, just being open to seeing different things and seeing an inspiration from them because I don't think it needs to be insanely profound what you find inspiration from it can just be I saw some really nice flowers and and Ah. when I went to the botanics or something like that and then you can completely run with that it's just letting yourself be creative I think that's the main thing I think a lot of people get too stressed out on making something that's incredible and their best piece of work yet like just let yourself kind of experiment a wee bit that's the best way to find what you want to do absolutely and when you were growing up was was art always just a passion where there are people in your life that were interested in art doing art like where where did it start for you in terms of your your interest well yeah when I was a kid I was I was always doing something I was always it was always something creative I was always painting or drawing but back then it was like Disney characters or stuff like that just drawing them over and over again I don't know from a young age I just don't like sitting still I like to be making something even if it isn't necessarily drawing I used to I tried sewing I wasn't very good at that again don't have the patience like I can't make anything good Uh, I've tried knitting which I'm actually all right at but again it needs to be a small project because I think my patience just can't I can't handle anything long term (laughs) Uh, but it's just anything that you kind of end up with a finished result you know what I mean I just think it's so nice and I think that's kind of what is how I knew that I wanted to do something creative. I didn't necessarily know what, because if you'd asked me when I was a kid if I could do this as a job, I would have kind of laughed because it just doesn't seem like it should be a job. But now that you see the work that goes into it, like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a job. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, I I definitely graft. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's all come come very easily, and that's the thing. Like, you know, whether you've got a spark of talent, you know, and you've got the ability there, you're always striving to be better and yeah. improve your process and then that's before we even got on to running a business and actually trying to make some money out of what oh, your yeah, exactly. passion is field. yeah uh, yeah I really struggle with people that see any kind of creative outlet as yeah but you've got the talent and it's like oh, that's not how it works though it's not how it it's works like no one I know it's just it's just a small part and then if you see that you have a talent you might be naturally good at something but you might be naturally good at learning it it's not I don't think anyone's necessarily comes out the womb like Picasso I just don't think that happens like yeah okay maybe you're you're naturally you have an instinct for it but you have to work on that otherwise it's not going to go anywhere totally true and there's so many strands to being a creative and trying to make that your your work mm-hmm. I remember when I said I wanted to teach dance I remember my dad saying well we know you can dance but can you actually teach yeah. you know can you actually yeah, teach exactly. people and can you choreograph and again there's there's 
teachers who wouldn't say that they were choreographers you know and choreography is my thing mm-hmm. and I've built my skills up over the years of being a teacher but every day is a school day you learn something yeah, new and I've been doing this a long time you never think right that's it I've sussed it there's always something to improve on yeah yeah there always is and I think it's that's you don't even realize that that's a completely separate skill but teaching is just it's a minefield of its own like that's a whole new thing you're having to learn but that's that's what it comes with being all I think any kind of creative is pretty much just their own small business. You're having to learn everything. Uh-huh. You're you are like all the jobs, all the roles, all the hats. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're you're every single one of them. And that's that's really scary at first, but it does just come with time. So were you thinking like doing your degree that you were gonna start a business afterwards and what was the impetus to just go ahead and, and create an Etsy shop and, and put your work out there and and make it a business well for me it was always just I really didn't want to leave uni and not have any kind of prospects coming out of it because I've always had the mindset that none of this is going to be handed to me like I want to do this job but I have to be able to find a way to do it no one's going to just sit and give me jobs because there's a million amazing illustrators out there so I think it was more so from fear than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> then, then lockdown kind of happened and I was furloughed because I work part-time as well. Oh, so okay, what do you do? I, I work in retail. So I had a solid like three months where there was nothing to do. And again, I can't really sit still. <laughs> so I was just like, well, we should, I should do something then. And I'd always wanted to do an Etsy. I'd tried before, but again, it was a the business side of it. I ordered the wrong thing. I ordered too many it just didn't it didn't go well yeah. <laughs> um but again learn from it and of course. it was just bit by bit and I think I think that's the, the scariest thought is leaving uni and thinking okay I want to do this but then it just being like a deafening silence I didn't realize that this was a recent thing well I started taking it full on probably the beginning of the year wow that's amazing yeah but but it's been I've been working on it for like a solid what three four years uh-huh. now and where, where are you in your course at the moment? Like, how long you've got left? I've got two years left. That I think that's awesome that you've had that foresight because I've had this conversation with other creatives, especially in the art world, design and different things. It's not that they've necessarily not been taught during their, their course uh, how to run a business, but I, obviously that isn't the sole focus of doing you know, a degree in art. Yeah. The, the focus is to establish you as an, an artist and what your style is and so sometimes yeah, exactly. people you know have said on the podcast they've came out of their degree and it's like right what's next because they've not had the time or that the, you know they've not had the inclination or the focus or even the instruction yeah. to be like right you need to think what do you want what do you want to do when this is finished yeah honestly I think that's the one issue that I have with any kind of art course as a whole is just that business side isn't really put into as much of an important role as it should be I understand that they're pushing you to try and like try different mediums and experiment but then if you're doing four years of that or even if you're doing three and then you kind of hone your skill within the fourth you're still that's only been like nine months where you've been like okay this is actually the route I want to go down it's not a whole lot of time to find your style to create a business to know who you want to contact to get a folio together like there's so many things that we haven't had any kind of business uh, teaching yet that's meant to take place in third year it would be nice if it just kind of ran alongside the course that's the only way that you can actually feasibly make 
any money from this is if you know that side of it well I love how you just embraced that and you were like well let's just figure it out and sometimes that's what it's yeah. all about it's like me in this podcast you know I was like I think I want to do a podcast right I actually don't have the first clue right so let's figure it out and yeah. you realize that people you know if you just put yourself out there and you ask the questions and you do trip up and you make mistakes along the way mm-hmm. but like a lot of yeah. people will help you as well if you just ask the questions but I guess it's knowing what questions to ask as well sometimes you're like I have yeah. not the scoobiest yeah, you have absolutely no idea. It's like, can you tell me exactly how to do everything, please? <laughs> it's like, you know, when I was, I, I, so I did an English degree and we used to get those, like, cliff notebooks to basically, like, oh, right, yeah. just, like this huge novel that we did read. And you're like, where are the cliff notes for just life? Like, yeah, a can we not get them? <laughs> I know. I know you need, like, business for dummies, don't you? But even that looks quite thick. I'm quite scared <laughs> by that. <laughs> yeah, like, I need the condensed version. I just need the, like, yeah. little points. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> What's it been like, like, setting up the Etsy and, and seeing people get excited with your art and, and essentially starting your, your business as an illustrator? It's been mad, to be honest. It's been really insane like there's no other way to put it I just I still find it mad that people want to actually look at it like I just find it insane it's so lovely people are people are so nice that's the one thing that I've seen from this is that people are so lovely and I think when you work in like a creative industry or you have a design account or you have any kind of creative account people are just so nice you know there's all these all the kind of stuff that goes on with different celebrities and stuff like that, where they say all they get is hate. And I'm just like, you're in the wrong industry. So true. <laughs> you need to move because I don't think any kind of art account or any kind of creative account is like that. I've never seen any kind of horrible post. That's so true. You're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. I think I, these celebs need to, <laughs> they need to start I need to shift. some creative outlet. I know, they need to start painting and then they'll be all right. <laughs> But I I actually started um, doing quite a few commissions for people who are in like the Bookstagram community, which is a big um, subcategory of Instagram that I didn't really know much about until I got contacted by a few. And it's basically just a big community of people that love to read and that share different information about books and stuff like that. So I did a couple um, profile picture illustrations for people. Oh, wow. And yeah, it, it was so great. And it was just one of those where it was like kind of one followed the other. So it was like... I. I did one and then it would have a knock-on effect and I'd get a couple more. But now I have quite a lot of people that I still talk to from that kind of side of Instagram and they're so lovely. Everyone's so sweet. It's just like, unless you find these little avenues or communities of people, social media can be quite a horrible place. Mm. But I think the creative side of it's actually really lovely i know it's dead exciting when you find like this just this whole new world on instagram that you've just never came across before like i do yeah. all the time with the podcast and that's that's why i've been able to have so many different people from so many different kind of fields because it is a bit of a rabbit hole of you know sitting for a couple of hours just on instagram uh-huh, like yeah, you know, scrolling and, and following somebody and then saying like who do they follow and uh, i say this a lot social media gets a bad name sometimes and there yeah, are downsides definitely. and we should be more present and get outdoors and move our bodies and all that good stuff but yeah like you say that there's a lot of great stuff and a lot of great people that you can connect with that you you know not, not necessarily meeting them in real life but they can totally spur you on and support you and give you advice absolute strangers yeah because the, th- the thing is is from my Etsy from starting that whole side of the business kind of thing that the bulk, or to be honest, the majority of my customers are people from Instagram. I don't get customers through Etsy because Etsy is just completely overloaded with different accounts and different prints and stuff like that that you just can't get found on there. Mm. It's people who've supported seeing my stuff on Instagram that then jump over. It's totally invaluable then. You're like, you know, I need my, I yeah. need my Instagram 
because that's when uh, I'm, yeah, getting, completely. I'm getting all the work yeah it's 100% it's the root of most of my work to be honest but it is just all of these really nice people and that like you can't thank them enough to be honest because it's just I wouldn't be able to do it without the support that I've got from people which has just been insane mm. and do you find it difficult to kind of stay authentic and make the work that you want to make because I guess there is an element of like hype on Instagram and you're seeing what's you know getting the most likes and is there a tendency to worry yeah. about you know just going with what's popular because like you were saying earlier on you want to make stuff that means something that you you know you're inspired by yeah. is it difficult sometimes to not get down that kind of rabbit hole of oh, I'll just make what I think's popular yeah I think sometimes it can be quite difficult because you can see and this isn't this isn't a knock on anything at all but you can see like an illustration that's quite straightforward or quite simple and it does so so well because it might be something that's like a little relatable comment or a little something and it does amazing and you're just like I just spent like 10 hours on that illustration and it's just it's just bombed Mm -hmm. a wee bit but it's just more so as much as as Instagram helps me get customers I, I like to look at it as a whole so like Instagram to me I see is like an online folio and I don't really want anything on it that I'm not happy with a potential client yes. team if that makes sense so it's just like anything that I've got on there I would happily send to a publisher or a creative designer whoever's on that team an editorial team likes on an Instagram post doesn't really mean all that much no. it, it really doesn't and I, I think that as well with followers I think a lot of people get too caught up in that kind of side of it and it doesn't really matter as long as you've got an engaged following no matter the size if you if you for me I look at it as more of a community of people it's not followers it's not people that are like interested in me it's we're all interested in each other and I think if you look at it that way then Instagram becomes like a really important tool so true so true and I've had this conversation with various people you know I had it last week with um, a fellow dancer and she was saying when she was at the peak of her career Instagram wasn't a thing you know and she's like I'm sitting with like 2,000 followers she was like I think you know if Instagram had been around when I was in Lady Gaga's Bad Romance video which she is she was like I would have had 40,000 followers but it doesn't mean anything Uh you know and she was like I worry for this generation of dancers coming up really just putting so much weight behind how many likes they get on Instagram and it, it mm-hmm. is a game and you can play it and that's fine and it maybe gets you in the door with certain things but yeah. it really is you and your work and your talent and your graft and the, the message that you're yeah, putting forward who am I and what can I offer and you've just you've summed that up beautifully with your work as well I think it is really important to focus on being authentic and whatever you're creating because I think no matter what you put out there that's that is then obviously what people see. So you only want people to see what you want them to. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be putting out little random bits and bobs and say someone, so you make something that's kind of a popular idea. You make it and then someone commissions you to do that, but you have no interest in it. So you need to sit and do that work anyway, but you've kind of, you've done that to yourself. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, your own back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can't really complain. You, that's why my focus is so much on doing stuff that involves things that I like. Like I'm doing a, um, one of the tutors at Edinburgh College of Art, Ayla Monroe, she does a 100-day project every year. So you do a different creative thing for 100 days. So it's still going on right now. I think it's in the 60s right now. Right now it's got to sketches because I'm quite busy, but it's just basically like a sketch a day that's influenced by any kind of painting from art history. So it's just like taking a wee snippet and doing a little drawing of it. 
initially when I had a wee bit more time I was being I was able to do full illustrations but right now I'm just seeing it as an excuse to kind of play about with different concepts and stuff like that it's things like that that are just I know that I can go back to them and use them potentially and I, I actually like I've put time into something that I would happily put somewhere or use you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. not just okay this is trending let's try and make something with it I just think that's I just think it's really boring <laughs> totally <laughs> <laughs> So in, like, if it's something you're interested in great or if you if your work revolves around pop culture amazing but I think you're only hurting yourself by following different trends that you're not interested in so true oh so, so much wisdom Sophie so much wisdom <laughs> I don't agree but okay <laughs> no, it, honestly I, you know, and I keep saying this it's not my favorite phrase but I have had this conversation time and time again on the podcast and it doesn't matter what art form or what interest it is I, I think you're right it's just staying true to your authentic self and not overthinking it and not worrying about what people think essentially although you know I say that I'm I'm the biggest people pleaser out comes to what I create it, it very much has to be uh, I'll just do me and hopefully that'll sell and that'll fly <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the thing and I think sometimes you'll find things that you make that just completely flop mm. but then you'll find things that people actually love so it is also just finding like try out things that you're interested in and if one of them sticks then great go with it but you know that you like it as well you know what I mean it is it's just experimenting I just really I think with a lot of creative stuff on Instagram the worry that I have for people is that they realize that this is like the one thing that seems to do really well and they just keep doing it mm. and I just don't think that's good for anyone because you're just you're gonna get so bored and it's not gonna be fulfilling no. and then you're, you're gonna not enjoy the thing that you started it for you know what yeah. I mean I just think it's important to just have fun with it yeah, you're gonna end up falling out of love with it which would be a real shame yeah. just because you haven't challenged yourself and you haven't like we say stay authentic to to what interests you and what influences you regardless of what you think is going to be popular like you say and throughout your studies and growing up and enjoying art have there been particular influences at other particular artists that you just love and um that they they are always a go-to for for you in terms of you know inspiring the next piece of work yeah well I've um especially with that little project that I've been doing I've been loving anything that's kind of art nouveau or um, pre-Raphaelites, mm. they're, they're my favourite little sections, kind of, they're my favourite movements, um, because I think a lot of my work is to do with kind of like flowing, organic kind of like nature, yes. that kind of stuff, as how I would describe like the kind of shapes and stuff in my work, so anything by Mooka, um, I love, and then anything to do with, there's a lot of paintings, and I'm going to get his name wrong, I'm sure it's, it's a Waterhouse, but it's John Waterhouse, I'm sure. Um, and he does a lot of paintings about Shakespeare plays. Mm-hmm. So paintings of like Ophelia and different aspects of those different plays. And it's it's like the long flowing hair and everything, there's, everything's covered in nature. And I just love it. I just think it's so stunning because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a focus on the women. It's just this amazing composition almost. I just think they're gorgeous. But I think it, it does come from everywhere because it will change daily. There's some times where I love something completely random and it just that takes a hold of you for a week and you kind (laughs) of run dry after a while but I think there's so much out there you just need to keep looking yeah and seeking those other opportunities like we we spoke about the campaign that you did with YWCA it was their eat your words project yeah yeah eat your words yeah are you just kind of gravitating you know you're seeing things online or whatever in your opportunities and you just gravitate to something that kind of speaks to you that you think yeah I could that would challenge me or you know that that 
sounds like something that I could get involved in is it just kind of put yourself out there and just going with your gut in terms of what you want to to get involved with yeah it's just pretty much if I see something that I kind of like the message behind or I've enjoyed the content it's just I would rather just send a wee message or just see if I can get involved in any way because that's kind of the people that I want to work with and I'm a big believer in if you kind of put it out there then something will come from it with a young woman Scott they I followed them for quite a while and I just loved the nature of their of their um, Instagram and how much of a focus they were they had on information and kind of sharing important topics and when they, they put up a post basically just asking it was like an open call for pitches so I just got involved that way and sent over some images but it was one of those again where I sent over a concept which it ended up being those four um, seasonal illustrations of different women different body types all that kind of stuff but I sent over like my ideal project like I would work on that anyway you know what I mean like it was yeah. I would love to do that so it was one of those where it's like I'm just gonna take a wee gamble and send something that I would really love to do and hopefully they'll say yes and then it's a job and that's great perfect. <laughs> um, and, and it was it worked out so it was perfect I think it's just having a bit of confidence to go and do that because mm-hmm. I'm not the most confident in person it's like stuff like that would terrify me if I had to go up and ask someone about a job like that but you're not going to see the reaction when you send the email just do it and then something good will come of it eventually yeah no I I definitely sympathize with that like in real life I'm not as, as bold yeah <laughs> no, I'm getting an Instagram like private mail or a wee email yeah that's fine that's no bother but it's just in person it's like it's just different it's a different territory that's why I quite like Instagram and all these different things because you you can kind of put your best foot forward and I think it's a lot less intimidating to approach like bigger companies or publications or things places that you want to work with but if you the thought of having to like go into an office or phone them up and just kind of cold call it just seems so alien Mm. in this day and age you know what I mean I just yeah it just doesn't seem like something that you can do but being able to do all of these things over social media makes it so much easier to actually kind of increase the pool of people that you know or have potential clients it's just it's great yeah and I think people admire that confidence and that self-belief that I think I'm right for this or I think I could help or I think I could get involved more often than not people are impressed by I'll just give it a bash I'll just ask yeah and like that you know if, if they don't get back to you or it's not for them then you know you just move on to the next thing but you're not left going oh I wish I had I wish I tried yeah. I wish I'd put my my hat in the ring as it were yeah no absolutely I have over this time I've like made my folio and because I've been making quite a bit of work I just keep refreshing it and I just keep sending it off just again and again <laughs> just again and it's one of those where it's like yeah people haven't got back to me or some people have said not right now but maybe sometime but that's the majority of the reason of like how I get jobs or how I know what people are interested in I think you just have to keep putting your name out there and eventually something will come back but I don't think you can expect anything to come from nothing no people are not telepathic like they no. don't know what you want like unless you ask yeah how are yeah, exactly. to know what you want they're not necessarily going to turn up in your door you know and like be like right come on mm-hmm. like I'll take you to where you want to be yeah positive thinking helps to a certain degree but yeah. also saying it to a person saying like what you mm-hmm. want that helps too yes yeah, exactly <laughs> what you're after yeah yeah that does make a big difference and I, I think as well there's a lot of a lot of people who put down success and stuff like that to luck and that 
annoys me as well. I think to, there's luck to an extent completely, but I think for any jobs that I've got over Instagram, people wouldn't have known to contact me if I didn't post regularly, if I didn't keep up to date, if I wasn't constantly replying to different messages or putting things out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, but you've you've built the area that that luck came into. Yes. Yeah, you you show up and you 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 put in the effort and the graft and you make the connections yeah. and it all comes together in this beautiful kind of alchemy to make things happen. Uh-huh. Exactly. So it's it's like it's a mixture. I think luck does come into it, but your work has to also come into it as well. I think that takes a lot of the fear out of trying to do something creative is that if you just have that kind of knowledge that it's not just like oh when will I get my big break it's more so if I just keep working things are gonna come it makes it a lot more attainable I think back to like when I was starting out in my career that was a long time ago and sometimes I'm like god you were dead brave then I I actually think I was braver then I'm really having to like retrain myself because there's a certain element of you know you as you go in your career you do a great job and then they get you back you know so if I choreograph a production for a particular theatre company or whatever and you've done a great job or you know they'll get you back and that's never a given you've still got to work hard yeah but, exactly but if you want new opportunities and new connections you do have to put yourself out there and uh-huh. I think initially when I was just starting out you know I was the one that was going round the doors with the flyers for my dance classes you know yeah. my sister roped in and my mom and my dad and yeah. my husband everybody was on the case and you know I didn't have like social media to help me and stuff and mm-hmm. it was just I started a dance troupe and I couldn't afford a website so it was like right, well how are we going to actually tell people about this and that was just kind of when like Facebook and stuff was really kicking off it was Bebo before you'll oh, yeah. I, I vaguely remember <laughs> Bebo but I don't think I had one but I think family members did you had to just try and put your, yeah. yourself out there and um yeah, I think back to things, opportunities that I've totally embraced when I was younger. And I'm like, God, you were like so brave. But then I'm like, well, just keep on that path. Like you can do it. Look what that led to. Yeah, completely. I think if you do look back at things that you've done, you can kind of just connect the dots and see, right, okay, yeah. that thing that necessarily isn't what I want to do, but it was a job. And then it brought me this person that I met from it and that went to this. Like it is, it is really clear, I think, you do just have to say yes to things and then it just comes of it even if it's not necessarily something that you're too interested in at the start but if you do a good job then that person will remember that and you don't know when that's going to come in handy yeah they all have their purpose in your kind yeah. of path yeah exactly even if you hate something well you can think well I'm not going to do that again <laughs> yeah you've learned yeah you've learned something you're like that is a valuable lesson we'll not be doing that again yeah you're like it wasn't worth it I didn't nah never again yeah, so true and you're saying like you're sending your folio off to different people and different companies and different things are there particular fields and realms that you're wanting to get involved in is there like a kind of tech sheet a kind of goal list of aspirations that you're wanting to meet for yourself for me what I've always wanted to do is get into kind of publishing get into books primarily children's books I just think that would be really interesting I think it would be so much fun to see something through yeah. a whole narrative of a story. I think that would be so much fun. But I think doing a lot of magazine stuff that I've been working on right now has been really helpful for that because it's almost just like the condensed version. Ah, cool. So what have you been working on then? I've been working on a few jobs that are um, to do with some editorials, just some articles illustrating them. And then I've done a couple covers for some smaller independent magazines, which should be coming out sometime soon, which is exciting. But it's just all a learning curve. It's all good experience because once you've started working, it's all the wee technical things that you don't actually get taught anywhere. It's once you learn all that technical sides of 
creating an illustration then you can just you know it and you can keep doing it you know what I mean it's like learning a bike once you've done it you can kind of do it whenever but that that's the goal for me I think publishing I would love to kind of get into more advertising but again with very select kind of companies I don't necessarily want to be branching out to people that I don't agree with I still see the illustrations that I do is if I illustrated something I would need to also endorse it oh yeah that makes sense yeah of course yeah yeah and that's important I think you don't just like we've been saying throughout this don't just uh, take the end that lands in your lap like it has to feel right it has to yeah go with your gut and and make your soul sing essentially yeah yeah completely I just think that you're gonna have to look at the job and if it doesn't necessarily fit into something that you want to do like there can be jobs that you don't necessarily like the sound of but they'd be good to have so you're like right okay I'll do this one maybe if it's like a magazine illustration but it's for a subject that you're not as interested in it's still a good experience but if it's for a company that you don't agree with like morally then it can always just be skipped you know what I mean I think if you keep the kind of customers and clients that you have to this certain group then it only looks better to the next one absolutely spot on and um what are you looking forward to in terms of your degree in the next year that you're going into uh i'm looking forward to hopefully being back in a studio that would be nice i know with actual humans (laughs) yeah yeah that's the first thing that'd be nice we had a solid like four months of online uni which wasn't the best it was pretty boring to be honest maybe a couple video calls a week but that was about it I was so excited as well because there was a project to do with different books and you had to illustrate them and I was doing train spotting I had like a big plan to do these big poster illustrations and I was going to go to different sets different places where they filmed and get them photographed in the place that they were filmed and I was so excited about it so excited but then obviously that sounds amazing I know it would have been so good but there was just there is no feasible way for that to be done, but hopefully I can do something like that eventually because it yeah. sounds like a great project. But um, I'm hoping to have more projects like that that are a bit more live because that's that's the thing that's been a bit of a down with uh, lockdown is that some of the work that you do, you necessarily can't see it in person. It's always nice to see it and see where it's going, even if it's like an exhibition or something like that. But hopefully with third year kicking off, We'll be able to do a bit more of that because that's all based about your business style and you get put into little collectives and you have to put um you have to create exhibitions and do things in and around Edinburgh. So hopefully that can all happen because that'll be fun to see like a physical side to the industry versus everything being by email. You know, looking at the work that you've produced over lockdown, you're like, well, I maybe would never have made that because you know it's a time and a place and yeah yeah are just receptive to what's going on but there's nothing better than getting out and about with other like-minded people I guess as well like on your course yeah. and being inspired by your tutors and yeah there's so many elements to the art world and things that you could be involved in like you say so I guess this time it's it's been valuable and you oh, yeah, so it's like a silver lining in every cloud type thing and you've developed your Etsy business online and your Instagram stuff and that's all great and you know you've been just so proactive it sounds which I really admire Um, but I guess yeah you'll just be itching to get back in there and get stuck in. Yeah it's just getting back into because I feel like I'm I'm very much at the start of getting into this kind of creative world and there's so many things that go on in Scotland there's so many communities of people there's so many different um, collectives of people and it's just being able to actually 
start exploring that a wee bit more and seeing the different groups like there's the graphic design festival scotland stuff like that i don't think that's back this year unfortunately Mm -hmm. i think it's back next year but there's all of these festivals where so many creatives come together from all over the world and they all take place in scotland so actually being able to get back to them is going to be great because it is a bit of a hole in your like work right now because you don't have all of these exciting things to go see and different exhibitions just being able to go into galleries again do things like that would be great I know I know it's, it really has been I, I've not been kind of inspired at all to choreograph or anything a lot of what I do it, you know I'm just in the space with people and I create on the people that I'm working with you know and I've just and actually I was a wee bit worried I was like god am I falling out of love, out of love with dance because I've not danced in the house but I'm like no I, I realize that I love dance it is my passion but it's a passion that I enjoy doing with other people <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yeah it is. it's one of those things you do just kind of get back and forth with people you just hit back and forth with different ideas and I think that's why it's so valuable to have that kind of connection because it does it just makes it kind of pushes you a wee bit as well um, yeah and like you were saying there Scotland is just an amazing creative place every day I'm discovering new things on online just things that are going on and we're so we're rich in terms of just the amount of talent and hard working and decent people that are out there making their art doing their thing and you're very much one of the one of them and it's I'm excited for you to see what's going to happen next for you when you do get back out there and um, because it sounds like you've just got a great ethos and work ethic and you're so positive and like I was delighted when you reached out to me thank you so much like I say it was it's lovely just to hear from other people that are just doing their thing and just and are rooting for other people too yeah I think that's the the main thing that I think can make any job work or any creative person do a bit better is just to be nice it's so simple it's so basic be nice and work hard done boom yeah yeah literally like that is all it is it's just be nice to people actually see it as a community don't see it as people that you can kind of use to get somewhere mm. else just I, I just don't think that works and it, it's not me but I think you're so much better to actually form connections and friendships with people and have this nice space to work within versus just kind of trying to tear through it and get as far up you can it's just there's no point and I with like hard work as well I just feel like in my mind I I look at this job is that the only reason I'll still have it is if I keep working at the level that I work at it's not gonna stick around if I don't put the effort in and I think that's just how you have to look at anything what a wonderful role model you are (laughs) well not all the time but I try my best Instagram and stuff's a highlight reel and you put out you know your best self and all that and like I'm well aware like nobody's perfect we all fail and we all do things that are not great and we all you know it's all it's all a learning curve and as long as your intentions are, are good I think yeah completely and I think everyone could do a bit better if you don't have the airs and graces of trying to put out that image that you're perfect I think it is just I think it's so much better when you see someone put out some stuff or talk on their stories about the things that have went wrong or when they're having like a difficult day creative wise it just because then they're just a real person Everyone can relate to that. I do that sometimes with posts. If there's one that I've been really struggling with, with an illustration, I'll also post the one that was really awful beside it. And it's like, <laughs> this was going terribly for like three hours, but I pulled it back eventually. There's so many times where I've made mistakes with illustration, whether it's actually the, the illustrations themselves or just business decisions or trying to move forward with something. But I think it's so important to just talk about that because it's not a big deal. Everyone does it. It's just the process and that's what comes with growing as a creative in any 
any field is just you're going to make mistakes because you're pushing yourself to do better you're not staying static in the same position and it's just it's something that should be talked about more I'm quite happy to talk about it because there has I've made some shocking decisions with like with different Etsy things I've done or different even like pricing things like that like you look back and you're like why did I do that but it's a learning curve and you wouldn't do it again these are all the hurdles you need to do you can't go around no. them you can't go under them you can't miss them out you just have to you ah, just exactly. have to face that, them that's it it's as simple as that you just kind of have to work through it work hard and work through them it's not as difficult it's just as simple as that it's just hard work just a graft yeah it's just a graft it takes ages <laughs> and it can be a bit annoying but yeah nothing good comes easy can you tell us what you're working on right now is there anything you can kind of divulge what are, what are you up to uh I've got quite a few commissions going on I do actually still I do a lot of personal commissions so I, I still love doing them I, I've not just completely stopped doing that since I've been getting a wee bit more work with um, companies but I've done a few uh, wedding commissions the weddings will be passed by the time this has came out but I love doing wee things like that so I've got some great wedding commissions going out this week yeah I just actually got a magazine through the mail um Hood magazine I don't know if you've heard of it yeah um I've got a wee feature in the one that's out right now oh yes well done which is very exciting so that just came through literally just before I came on the podcast I had a wee look at that oh yeah I know it was mad honestly it's the first time that I've seen because that's the thing I've done some magazine covers and different things like that but I've never seen one in person because they've all been for different places so I've never actually been able to see like a physical copy of my work printed yet so this was the first time and it was really nice to see it was very exciting especially because it's a Scottish one I was quite happy about that so yeah that's that's the most exciting thing right now I've got quite a few things in the works right now which I'm excited about I can't say anything about but check you out yeah <laughs> but within the next few months I'll be able to start sharing some stuff which is insane. Well, of course, like now that you're in the Brawbrave clan, from now on, I'll just be sharing everything that you're doing. And oh, just you're so sweet. <laughs> no, that's that's what happens when you get in the clan. That's just what happens. Um, so yeah, anything you do from now on, you're I've got your back. Oh, thank you. I love that. I actually I love your Instagram as well, just mainly for that because you just get to discover all of these amazing people that otherwise you would never come across. Just algorithms or whatever. There's no way that you would you would see them but I think it's it's great and it's great to see a platform for women as well that isn't just focusing on women because they're women it's just showcasing the work that they're doing and the talent that they have I think it's great it's an absolute privilege actually you'll know yourself like being a free, freelancer and doing your thing it's quite often hard to have a hobby and it yeah. did start like pretty much just as a hobby something for me to do but it's grown arms and legs and it, it genuinely is the best one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life connections and having you know long form conversations with people only goods can come from that and supporting other people as well like yeah. I get so much joy just going look at this amazing thing that this person's done how cool is that yeah because I know people have helped me and continue to even with the podcast mm-hmm. like supporting what I'm doing and uh, I just get so much joy out of it so yeah no you're in the clan you're firmly in the clan now Sophie oh, thank you I'll take that I'm excited about that one <laughs> now we're jumping on to what I call the thingamabobs all right okay it's just really a way to get to know my guests a bit better. And if I ask you them tomorrow, you might say something different. Uh-huh. And that's the joy of the thingamabobs. Okay, I love that. Yeah, it sounds fun. <laughs> right, the first one, we'll, we'll go for what I think's an easy one, but it might not be. Uh-huh. Okay. If you could only hear one song from now on, what song would it be? <gasps> oh, oh, that's difficult. That is difficult. I think I love a wee Fratelli's number. Nice one. I think it, I think it maybe have to be like Henrietta something like that 
So I don't think I could listen to Chelsea Dagger on repeat. <laughs> good choice. I'll go for that. Very yeah, good. that was difficult. I, I'm so bad when I'm put on the spot. Well, I've not answered any of these questions, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I admire MD tries to give me an answer to these because I'm like, I don't know, I don't have a clue, don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's one who or what makes you laugh oh the last actually the last comedian i went to see was ed Byrne. <gasps> yes and oh he makes me laugh he's amazing he's yes. so funny yeah yeah <laughs> he's so good i went to see him on valentine's day and i couldn't have been happier is that the last time you were like out of the house you're like remember when we were allowed to go to like gigs <laughs> yeah that's literally i think that's the last thing i went to was february wow <laughs> Um, okay here's an odd one some people find this quite odd but sometimes it conjures up some really interesting answers so we'll see Um, where do you not mind waiting Hmm, um, I don't mind that is quite a good question though that is a very random question (laughs) yeah it is Um, I don't mind waiting see when you get into if you're in a restaurant and you've not got your food yet, like you, maybe you've had your, this is very, a very specific one. You've had your starter yet. You've had it, you've had your starter, but you're in a really nice restaurant. I don't mind waiting for the main because you're in like a nice place, <sighs> like a nice interior. See, that's where the interior design comes in. Oh, yes. If you're in somewhere nice. Like the Ivy or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind waiting because I, I would kind of like to be there a wee bit longer. It's quite nice. Uh, yeah. I guess if you've had your starter, then you're fed, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Having, do you know what I mean? uh-huh yeah because it's not one of those like when you're sitting in a restaurant and you're watching the waiters go by because you're just really hungry you're already a wee bit fed <laughs> like sitting in anticipation like looking at them every time going is it our food is it our food yeah yeah is that mine i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good answer see right, it took a wee minute but i think that's definitely yeah that's the one <laughs> i love it <laughs> um best gift you've ever been given i think that's actually fairly recently um i I went to uh, one of the car park viewpoints around Glasgow, it was in East Kilbride on Sunday and I met up with my friends and on Instagram I recently hit 10k which was quite exciting, yeah which is mad. So my friends uh, made me a cake with little 10k, like a little 10 on the candles on it. How lovely. Yeah and a little card and everything and it was a cherry loaf because it's my favourite kind of cake. Oh, your pals are good people. Yeah, that was it. Honestly, it was crazy. I don't expect anything like that. It was mad. They just went into their car and brought it out. And I was like, oh, but that's the best. That is awesome. Yeah, it was the sweetest gift ever. So a big, big appreciation to them because it, food, is the, food is the best gift. And that one homemade <laughs> and everything was insane. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we were saying, you know, not to place importance on the likes and all the rest of it, but that, that is an achievement because that's a community. Like you're saying, you've all these people have found you and all the, the work that you've put in online and making those connections and putting yourself out there. Yeah. It is important to mark these things and it has its place. Yeah, I think it's one of those where it's like if you're just if you just enjoy the moment of it, you're not fixated on it. Like that was it was a nice milestone. It was like, okay, that I've hit that, that's really nice, but it's not now I'm not sitting here stressing about getting to 20 because that's, no. you know what I mean? It's just enjoy where you're at and being at 10 was a really exciting moment. And it is, it's just one of those things that in being a freelancer, you're not necessarily going to get promotions. You're not necessarily going to see normal milestones like that. So it's little things here and there that you're able to celebrate. So yeah, 
100 percent absolutely yeah, yeah yeah of course no and if you get cherry loafer i know exactly be... like that's that was the best part to be honest <laughs> i wonder what will be the next one what's the update from a cherry loaf i don't think there is one <laughs> can you handle two more yeah yeah okay let's go for that do you have a lucky number and if so why is it lucky see i don't know if it's necessarily lucky i just quite like the number seven there's something about the number seven right and there's absolutely no logic behind this other than I kind of like the fact that you can only make seven out of like seven times one if you're doing multiplication I just kind of I think it's like quite a strong number there's absolutely no reasoning behind this but I'm drawn to the number seven maybe that'll mean something at some point and I can get back to you and be like that's my lucky number because this happened yeah maybe it will I think an odd number is quite nice sometimes but the number seven specifically it's so weird. Do you not feel like you get drawn to really random things sometimes? Yeah, like the more you say, and I've got seven in my head, and I'm thinking about like drawing like a uh-huh. number seven. I'm it's like, quite yeah. a nice one, and I like to draw a seven, and it has like a second line. You know what I mean? So you do like the seven, and then do another little oh, line. Yes. I think it's just because it's quite a nice number. That's so random. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm excited to see if some sevens crop up in your illustrations next. I'm like, I'm looking out for them. I'll start hiding them in illustrations. That's the plan. It's like the Where's Wally of your illustrations. Yeah, just wee sevens everywhere. <laughs> And the last question. Oh, I'm totally gutted to be finishing this, to be fair. I know. I know this has been fun. <laughs> I'll always ask, what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Ooh. I love um, I love the word dreek. Yes. Like when it's really rainy outside and it's pure, it's just dreek. I just think it's the most emotive word there is. You know what I mean? It just it actually sounds like that weather. Yeah, it sums it up perfectly, doesn't it? I think it's just so good. I actually, I did a project last year that was all about different um it was like a scottish slang phrase book oh yes that was so much fun and it was just everyone for, i asked quite a lot of people to tell me their favorite scottish slang and stuff like that and just getting things from all over scotland was really weird because i hadn't even heard some of them a village can have a word and then no one else will have a clue what they mean and then i like all the old ones like things that your granny or whatever used to say yeah i love whenever someone says getting the messages (laughs) i think it's so nice it does just remind me of my gran it just reminds me of a little paper list with like pure granny handwriting that's going for the messages <laughs> oh i love it yeah Drake has come up a fair few times on the podcast over the last year and a half it, it tends to be a favorite a fan favorite <laughs> well there's nothing Drake about you sophie i'll tell you that you're an absolute tonic i've thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you i'm so chuffed oh, that you reached you. out i feel so delighted and honored that you've came on the podcast and i'm dead excited to see what you do next i think you're just a total go-getter and, you know, you've got the goods to, to back it up. Your, your illustrations are just stunning and um, I think it's all just going to be wonderful things ahead for you, I really do, because you've just got the right attitude. Thanks so much. So honestly, this has been so much fun. It's been great to just have a proper chat. Thank you for having me. Total pleasure. hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Braun the brave a podcast about people and their passions join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests bye for now